0: You're listening to The Substandard Model. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Today, Sam decided he wasn't going to shut up about the magic of music, and it was actually pretty good. I'm going to take a long glug of coffee before I say this. Let's get it in the audio. Let's hear it.
1: It's about the cognition and the psychology of music. First of all, what is music? Why is music? Why is music good? When did music? Who is music for? Right. How is music? What happens when music? And more importantly, why is music? And why is music? You know? There's a lot of questions. It it kind of feels like a similar thing with language, where it's something that's really important to a lot of cultures, a lot of people, but it feels kind of arbitrary.
0: Do any other animals do music?
1: No. Well, it depends what you. Okay, pretty much every paper you read about music psychology, right? They spend the first couple of paragraphs trying to define music and musicality. And musicality is something that's necessary for music. And they say this is why birdsong isn't music. is because that doesn't have musicality. Musicality requires something else. And they, there's a lot of different ways to define it. But I think with birdsong, it's, uh, that's, give, that's more of a form of direct communication. I don't have a distinct person who's supposed to receive that message and a distinct person who's giving that message. And it means yeah. different things in different contexts. Music is supposed to be a little divorced from that. And we don't use music to communicate necessarily. I mean, we, we can, but we can also use it for reasons that are completely devoid of communication whatsoever. You know, um, so uh, we, we have to sort of separate music a little bit from, from just general general sounds that we make, you know. Right.
0: It's we enjoyable sounds, isn't
1: it? Well, it is kind of, but we we can appreciate the enjoyable sound of someone opening a packet of Walker's crisps, Right. But no one's saying that's music. We, yeah. we have a cultural understanding of what music is. Yeah. And, and kind of, it's be obviously, m- there's exceptions. Like people, rhythmic. You know, fucking, fucking John Cage made music. You know, uh, there's all sorts of shit where it's like, okay, music concrete. Maybe is that music? Is that music? That's a whole debate that I'm not going to yeah. bother getting into. What I'm going to talk about is music as we know it, as we understand it, that has typical elements characteristic of music. Yeah, like assuming we've got pitch a good Variation, definition for it. Um, rhythm, timbre, tone these things right something that has all of these things that would be universally recognized as music it doesn't have to be doesn't have to be western music it could be like percussion yeah. it could be it could be different you incorporate different harmonies we're not going to make any reference to the the system of notation of the music it's just right. going to be
0: it's music we know what it? music is come on people we, yeah we know what
1: music is let's move the fuck on this isn't the interesting part of the fucking discussion we know what music is so when you ask do animals have music mostly it's not even that animals don't have music but it's that animals can't have music so what would you there are some animals right which can share something that we have which is called beat recognition or beat synchronization one of the things that we do when we listen to music which i'm going to come back to you later is that we synchronize our movements sometimes even our our, our walking pace the pace of our actions, often in the pace of our heartbeat, we synchronize it with repetitions in percussion or repeated beats that we're listening to. Right? That's why we right. dance. That's why we nod our head. We can synchronize to a beat, basically. Yeah. Um, in the way that we can synchronize to a circadian rhythm, um, you know, and some some animals can do this. Some animals can't. Which animals would you guess can do this? Uh, chimpanzee. No. Ooh, no fucking okay. pro. Chimpanzees cannot do this at all not at all dogs cannot do this dolphins cannot do this some birds can do this and that's what we found parrots some birds show parrots yes parrots basically some birds show slight evidence of beat synchronization and beat recognition but there is some controversy because some people think that's just advanced mimicry and that's not mm. gonna that doesn't activate the same cognitive mm. patterns and have the same physiological responses in people we're the only real real species where beat recognition and beat synchronization has, has got a definite, definite um, explanation, a definite cause and a definite effect. And the thing is, that is probably a nice piece of evidence, which leads me into the first interpretation of what music is to us, because there are a few theories, right? You got Steven Pinker in one camp, and he's got the idea that there's something called the cheesecake theory is what he says, because he says right. music is auditory cheesecake. What does that mean? It means that it's not an adaptive thing and not a thing that we need, not a thing that we evolved for. It's something that just is a nice wave of pleasure. It's like taking drugs. It's like eating cheesecake. It's like doing something that's just nice because it happens to be nice. It happens to overstimulate lots of different parts of our brain that for lots of different reasons. And just by sheer coincidence of the way our physiology works, Listening to music in this way just happens to activate the right things in the right places. You know, we just like it. It happens to be good. It's like tasty and fun. That's, that's one theory. It doesn't have a direct evolutionary component, a direct selective pressure towards music. There are other people who think that music is direct adaptation. We have directly adapted to music.
0: I think that's a bit of a reach.
1: Well it's it's slightly strange that humans are the only are the only animals that can do this fundamental physiological response to beat recognition right i mean that's not that's a physiological response that's not I mean, us what enjoying in nature it. is that's making
0: beats good. that we need to recognize
1: well one good theory is it's to do with walking pattern right. so humans are the only well bipedal species really yeah. right i mean the only long-distance migratory bipedal primates, certainly. I guess you could argue that like an ostrich or something, but we're we're some of the only bipedal mammals in that respect, right? And we spend a lot of time walking from one foot to the other. We go plod, 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 and that synchronizes to our heartbeat. So our walking speed is something that we we often have to entrain, and we've had to entrain a walking speed that is basically instinctive. We, we instinctively shift our walking speed and adjust it to the terrain we're walking, to how energized we are, to who we're walking with. Um, and because walking is something that we've really had to do a lot of work to evolve, there's a huge amount of muscles that have evolved in our legs, a huge amount of ligaments, so many things that have evolved just to let us walk. Like and walking it, was super, super good. And you know how I said language got lateralized, you know? Yeah, lateralized.
0: Yeah, yeah. Did, did yeah, we yeah. just have all this neural pathways for rhythmic walking? Because you didn't even need to think about walking; it's just a rhythmic movement, right? Yeah, yeah. And what when we hear music, it just lights up that part of our brain, and it makes yeah. us sort of move in a rhythmic way, as if we're walking when we're not walking.
1: Uh, I mean, maybe that's a bit of a stretch, but basically, some, what 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 the general theory about beat recognition is is that we we often not only want to entrain a subconscious way of recognizing continued spaces between, between incidents, between events, or between whether that be an auditory or a physical tactile stimulus or a visual stimulus. We're quite, good at, we're quite good at interspacing things regularly. You know, we can play drums. We can, like, go, we can beatbox, you know. We don't really see any spheres where animals could do this, and we don't recognise, so we haven't really noticed that they can't. But maybe other animals just aren't very good at doing, like, bum, 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 at keeping time right? Yeah. I mean, that's not. That's something maybe we take for granted. Right. But the thing is, this is kind of they're not the kind of thing we can research directly because we haven't really found the pathways. When we listen to music, a lot of things get lit up. You know, you get like the nostalgia bit of your brain lit up and the happiness yeah. bit of your brain lit up and the bit of your brain lit up that listening to lyrics about scrambled eggs. Like, yeah. it's kind of hard to find which is the music bit, you know. So, primary auditory cortex, sure, because we're listening to sounds, but also that can also light up when we have a song stuck in our head, right? The signals are just slightly fainter. Yeah. So that's that. Maybe there is a bit of brain that's music that's like a music bit rather than just a sound bit. And there's there's it's controversial as to whether it's lateralized because some people think it is. Some people think it
0: isn't too. Do you want to briefly extent. explain lateralization?
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, it, it's it's when one half of your brain does something better than the other. Basically, it's that. And simple. then what happens? And then, well, it, it generally is a sign when we see lateralization in the human brain, for example, it's a sign that that thing has been selected for rapidly, um, and that thing is is important. And therefore, things that are lateralized, like language and and tactile motions with our hands, and you know stuff like that, that and are walking
0: synchronization use,
1: and potentially walking synchronization, but but that's not a clear example of lateralization. Is, a, is right. a case against it, really? But these are things that are typically defining us as human. You know, you could say based because they've been recent innovations so that's the whole world of beat synchronization and that's kind of one of the stronger cases for it being an evolutionary cognitive thing but then you have the whole world of um how i mean how do we usually study psychological phenomenon right we look at people who can't do it people who can't do beat recognition and there are things like amusia, right um that is a that's a actual phenomenon where people not only can't recognize really like beat recognition and rhythm but they also can't really recognize pitch Huge problems of recognizing pitch, that's and we can recognize we can recognize. And this is coming on to not only the rhythm section of music, which is which is important, but also the actual tones of music, which has its entirely own field of research. Because the thing is, we can recognize what what fundamentally music is. The reason that music isn't just uh 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 uh, uh the reason that's not music, that and Maybe that is music to some people, but the reason that typically the most satisfying music that's recurring in all sorts of different cultures, all all sorts of independent ways, yeah, multi-layered,
0: like crazy pieces.
1: Not necessarily multi-layered. We like specific multi-layered. We we have scales. We have progressions. We like music that is in very whole number and low number ratios to each other in terms of the frequencies. Right. That's what that's what music is.
0: So like, um, because you can get a frequency that's like. 25 times higher than one noise. And if you play them together, it sounds horrible. Oh, yeah, I mean, it, it works it's like, if it's the, in a two to three ratio, or one to two. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the four. fundamental way that chords and notes work. So the perfect fifth,
1: which is the, the note that sounds nicest in the chord, right? That's like a one to two. Well, one to two ratio is the octave above perfect. fifth is a one to three. I think like the simplest ratios between two frequencies, two wavelengths. Those are the ones that sound nicest together in chords. And you build chords off of that. We've built all of music off of that, right? And that that, that one theory, like the reason that sounds nice, is because you, you don't have to activate as many hairs inside your ear or whatever. Like there's only all sorts of reasons why that might be easier for our brain to process. Our brain can basically take more shortcuts when processing whole number ratios than it than it than if it's not. And, and the brain taking more shortcuts can be perceived. I guess like I guess it's like easier for the the energy load of our brain, but that's not really a great reason to think it's nice. Like, why have we evolved to think that whole number ratios are nice? Potentially, it could be because our brain has to take on a lower load of energy, but also it could be a similar reason that we think sweet things are nice, because there's some extra reason why sweet things are good, and our brain has therefore told us it's nice, right? Maybe there's some extra reason why music is good, right? Some adaptive function, and therefore our brain is telling us that it's nice, therefore. What the question is, is what that adaptive function is because i mean music is fundamentally about tension and resolution right when you come to that's all that's all it is so you go the the first the fourth the fifth and back to the first again and the nice part of the music is when you you the beat drop or when you finish the chord progression and it resolves and that resolution brings about a sense of calm a sense of you know happiness a sense of resolution and that comes from our pattern recognition part of our brain so, the pattern recognition part of our brain is the part that sees patterns in the notes, that sees patterns in, in chord progressions and chord resolutions. And that is the part that often lights up when you, when you hear certain, like when you'll hear the same melody in a different key, the same part of your brain might light up. The, the pattern recognition part might be the same, but the auditory part might be receiving completely different signals. Yeah. Because we can do something which is weird, where we can, regardless of other acoustic acoustic signatures like timbre or time signature or or stuff like that or even pitch, right? We we can still recognize the same melody or the same tune in two different octaves play on two completely different instruments. Where fundamentally the, the overtones, the harmonic overtones and the undertones and the timbre and the texture and everything about those sounds are completely different. We can instantly recognize that someone's playing yeah. dancing queen or like, fucking bongos. It's, because it's like we know it's dancing queen.
0: It's like the music's got a soul or something, something that's inquantifiable attached to it. I guess.
1: Yeah, we can pick up something immediately, and even though, like you know, just just because of the way that we can immediately recognise the pattern within that, right? We're really good at recognising patterns, and music is a good way of recognising patterns. One theory of the adaptive function of music is it's the same as play, right? You know how we we talk about play and dreams sometimes as a nice way of practice, right? So dreams, one theory about why we dream is it's like our brain is training us for what might happen in real life. If our brain's worried about something like being naked at school, our brain runs us through simulations, basically, to see what we would do. Or our brain would like, oh, you're being chased by a scary guy. What do you do? You know, that, that, that's one theory about why dreams happen. And that's yeah. one theory about why it's really useful for kids to play. It's like practicing social interaction. Maybe music is the pattern recognition part of our brain having some nice practice, having some nice play and play is fun and music is fun. Maybe that's the adaptive function, but I mean, these theory, there's so many different schools of thought and it's so hard to study because at the end of the day, we all enjoy music for different reasons. I mean, you look at jazz, right? Some of the best jazz, people have killed each other over good jazz. And that often relies on not having satisfying resolutions to chord progressions and like having, having dissonance and like heavy metal, and shit like that. Like, where does all that come in? Suddenly, so, some music is just like, like Mongolian throat singing versus stuff that's just percussion. How is that linked across cultures? How does that bring people together in the same way, even though it, it, it doesn't seem at all linked? I mean, maybe music is a cultural phenomenon. Maybe yeah. there's no adaptive value of music and it's just something that we've all made up so the language is a sound that sounds good because we communicate with each other using it. Music is just more sounds that sound good and it brings us together in a different way. Well, here's the thing, Sam. It sounds good.
0: Uh-huh. Have you ever thought about why someone can say something in their own particular accent at their own particular pitch at their own particular pace, right? hmm And I don't know if you need a high EQ, emotional intelligence, or or what but 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 you can tell that someone's angry or happy or sad or frustrated or annoyed right right and right and right. it's kind of similar to music in the sense that it's like an inquantifiable thing but humans have got a sense for it
1: oh yeah that that's a good example of something similar to music but we know that that has been selected for so we but, know there's a huge adaptive evolution advantage for like knowing immediately how the other people around you are thinking and how they're feeling
0: but what if we've what if what if that's rubbing off in music as well where you've got music that's enjoyable because it simulates emotion
1: ah now you're getting into the emotion part which is my favorite part because i'm such a genius
0: honestly i just you are you are my questions are the
1: perfect thing you could have said that was the perfect thing you could have said (laughs) because we're all there's also something that we haven't talked about with music which is that sure music feels nice but that's not, it's not, it's not it, that's not, it's not all. It doesn't just feel nice in the same way that donuts feel nice. It, it can change people's life in the sense that it can make them feel emotion. Like happy music makes you feel happy and sad music makes you feel sad. And they're different emotions. They can make you think of memories and they can make you feel completely different things. It's not like there's a music feeling. They, they replicate your own emotions. So sure, maybe, maybe there is an uh, adaptive advantage or whatever, but it's not like oh, we like music for music. Probably it be a whole level deeper. And this is where we get to my my favorite theory of music. I, what, what are you, you gonna say?
0: Yeah, yeah. You said replicate your own emotions. Yeah. Deeply. We are deeply, deeply social creatures. I mean, the amount of evolutionary pressure somehow that we've had to just wanting to be with other people or relate mm-hmm. to other people. Like it like high school doesn't suck because you know you're weird and you're a teen and you've got no friends high school sucks because evolutionarily you need you want friends right like as a human you want friends right which is why yeah. it sucks so much when you don't have them but, but maybe maybe you run through the emotions by yourself because you feel like there's a social pressure or there's a social enjoyment because you feel like you're gaining or your your, your evolutionary monkey brain thinks it's gaining because you're having an emotional conversation with something else so music
1: is like play, but for emotion, right? Yeah, it's like... like a, it's like practicing, practicing feeling emotions.
0: It's like that. But it's, it's, almost like, it's almost like your brain doesn't know it's not a person. It's, a, it's, a, it's an inanimate object, music, right? But your mm-hmm. brain's mm-hmm. behaving with it in a very figurative and subjective way and socially attaching value to it. And humans are very social creatures, which is why there's such a pressure to enjoy music.
1: I mean, I think that's a super nice way of thinking about it, but it's just interesting to me how that particular thing has come from, like, I don't know, a particular vibration of sound with this particular ratio of frequencies. Like why have we picked that? Like there are some of the questions you can ask are how arbitrary is music, right? How, how much have we invented what music is? Like we invented what fire is or how much have we culturally decided what music is or mm-hmm. how much have we music in the world? How ingrained is music or how, pretend is it like uh-huh. are the emotions we're feeling because we feel like we're supposed to be feeling these emotions because we've grown up with music or is it something deeper uh-huh. and and how much to what extent you know is like there's all these questions
0: you could ask yeah yeah so- where does pathetic fallacy come from sam like why is <laughs> rain sad why is cold sad why is warm well, and you sunny could probably and come up with a happy. stupid
1: answer to that you can probably come up with an answer that like historically, you know, when it's a, a bright day, you're less likely to fucking catch hypothermia or it's, it's a it's a good day, you know, for, to, to tend the crops or whatever. Like there's, there's probably reasons for that or just that, that could be entirely cultural. The, the, they're probably like, for example, if you live in a desert, pathetic fallacy might be the other way around and a rainy you know, day might be the go? best day of your life.
0: Like like blue is a sad color right? It's the sad color. You're blue. Or, right? or
1: the calm color or the happy color. Blue could be happy. Baby blue is a happy yeah, but color. But it's
0: not really, is it? It's like, why have it's we assigned, is color. it arbitrary? Why have we assigned blue to be the sad color? It's just a high energy wavelength.
1: That's, I mean, that's one way of thinking about music. Uh-huh. The, the good thing about music theory, like in the cognition is there's there is a lot of room for coming up with new theories because there's like so many different theories that all have completely different definitions of music and different um, perspectives. Mm.
0: I want to draw a parallel between visual art and musical art because it's like two different senses, okay like one you're looking at and one you're because honestly, I feel like it's a similar thing, isn't it, with with visual art? like why have we got the mm. pressure to make abstract paintings using different colors to convey emotion? And maybe that comes from a social place where we're socially communicating with an inanimate object to feel emotion, um, and our brain thinks it's human somehow. Um, but...
1: I mean, the value of art is a huge topic. Like, that's that's. I think that's something about like connecting with other individuals and feeling a greater level of like, I guess, evolutionarily, like a greater level of trust with them because you're able to connect on something that's like, but, right.
0: But that could it's be another like, way
1: Yeah, I mean, that to- totally could be music too. So we've ended up sort of halfway between the the Stephen Pinker cheesecake world and the the hard evolutionary school, where it's like beat entrainment good for walking blah 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 we're halfway in between that which is a nice place to be and it's because it's not purely adaptive but it's not purely made up and purely purely cheesecake either and the one one thing that the one one sentence that was in a paper because this is what i think is kind of in between these two theories which was sad music music that's a slow tempo often allows us to synchronize to that tempo our heart beats slower we have parasympathetic activation and we, we sort of synchronize to that slower, more relaxed tempo. Fast music, we synchronize to the faster tempo and our heart beats faster. There's the theory of emotion I think I've talked to you about, which I really like, called the James Lang theory. Has a lot of proponents, have a lot of, has a lot of critics, is right in some places, wrong in others, a lot of, lot of disagreement about it. And the theory is that when we have emotions, we don't have the emotion and then our body reacts. Our body reacts and yeah. then we feel the emotion. When we see a bear, our heart beats faster and we feel scared. Or when we see our our girlfriend, our heartbeat's faster and we feel happy, we read our bloodstream and that tells us whether we're feeling excited. You know, we read our hormones that are secreted from the pituitary and that tells our conscious part of our brain what emotions to feel. The emotion is reaction rather than the stimulus. That's the theory, essentially. And I think one way you can interpret it with music is if you're listening to happy music and your heart beats faster to synchronize with it, boom, you've read your, you suddenly read your bloodstream and go, shit, guys, we're supposed to be happy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and uh, you feel happy because you've synchronized to it but now you're happy Or like but you don't music, really you get sad down. music
0: that's fast tempo
1: no not really it's got to have like, some we... element
0: of angry in it angry sound yeah, yeah. that's fast yeah, you know? yeah. so it could be totally like a
1: combination of a guttural evolutionary reaction which has come from some weird walk walk speed thing and as well as that combined with a cultural emotional thing because potentially like, I mean, to say something like oh, lots of regularly interspersed beats of music in this wavelength evolutionarily makes you happy is almost insane to me. Like, there's no, there's no way that that has an actual adaptive advantage. No matter what, it's going to be some kind of coincidence, right? Some, some kind of hot wiring of circuits is going to have to be going on. But I also think that there must be some aspect of evolutionary advantage to understanding some aspect of music. Otherwise, why would we be so good at it? Why would it be so everywhere? So I think a nice combination of that is yeah maybe maybe it's it's like fast music speeds speeds you up and makes you happy or like dissonant music right maybe like you know Steve Albini type shit if it has like a lot of dissonance that makes your your ears vibrate in certain ways you have you have to a lot have to have a lot of neural load it's a lot of effort a lot of energy makes you angry makes you anxious um you you secrete adrenaline you know yeah. you're feeling uh, you're feeling on edge if you hear a really yeah. high pitched grating sound right you feel on edge and that makes you feel on edge because of the sound, and that's like damn. The music, the music is affecting your physiology for evolutionary adaptive reasons, uh-huh. and that's affecting your, that's affecting your um, your emotions. I mean, of, like a violinist says, like I can make my violin sound a hundred times happier than anything I could say.
0: Yeah, and I'm trying to. I think mean, there of are all sorts. Back with the cavemen they're running back to their cave or something because they think it's been invaded or something, right? <laughs> and I'm hearing in my head the speed of the footfalls dum, 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 as they're running back, right? And just the anxiety that they must feel whilst they hear dum, 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 that's the soundtrack yeah, like of their the, anxiety the, back in the, the... drums of war, war type erectus, thing, right? Right, the drums of war, right? Yeah.
1: I mean, I think there's all, there's all sorts of... This is where we get to a more like nice concrete area of research because there's so many studies about how music affects your physiology, which may be almost divorced from the world of cognition because people, people who look at cognition don't really think about physiology unless they're really big into the James Lang theory of emotion. But in terms of the phys- physiology, like... If you um, listen to fast music, you're more, you, you literally walk faster, you perform actions quicker, you, you act more on edge, and you do things more quickly. And if you listen to slow music, you do the opposite. That's been proven over and over and over again, right? People listening, like when you eat food, depending on the, the music that's playing, you can report it, tasted differently. Social interactions feel different depending on what music you're listening to. Do you know the movie Dunkirk?
0: Yes. Yeah, I'm going to talk about the movie Dunkirk. What Christopher Nolan does on that? <laughs> do you know the audio setup of the movie Dunkirk, directed by Christopher Nolan?
1: I know it like won an Oscar for it.
0: So, so what he did was there, there was there's three situations going on in the evacuation of Dunkirk, which is a coastal town off of France, and it's 1940, and uh, there's 200,000 British troops there, and basically the Brits need to get the British troops off the land, otherwise the Germans will massacre them all, right? So it's an evacuation mm-hmm. off the coast of France. And there's three different situations here. You can have a viewpoint from the viewpoint of the people on the ground, the soldiers waiting to get evacuated, the viewpoint of the sailors who are going to pick the soldiers up coming from Britain and the viewpoint of the pilot. And the thing is, is their, their, their things play out very, very different time zones, right? Like the soldiers right. are there for three or four days. The pilot is in the, in the air for an hour because that's how long his sortie lasts. And the ships are only sailing for one day. It's a one-day thing for them, right? So Christopher Nolan's got to fit all of these in parallel with each other in one two-and-a-half-hour movie, right? And so the way he does that, because he doesn't want to like spoil the situation as it goes along. like He can't just play the entire pilot sortie and it spoils the ending of the movie for the people on the ground, right? So what he does is he puts a beat in the background of each one. It's like a constant clicking noise. What? And it, and for the soldier one, the clicking is really slow, right? Right. And then for the boats, it's slightly faster. And the difference between the clicking noises is, 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 is to, is related to the ratio of the sounds, the, the, the passage of time for the two different perspectives. And it's constant in the background of all of the scenes, constant clicking noise, always in the background. If you watch it again, you'll, you'll what? hear it goes. And it adds to the anxiety of the situation, but it also allows you to perceive the passage of time. And he's done that for so many different reasons. And the stress levels you feel when watching that movie, like when it goes to the really fast clicking of the pilot, it just goes through the roof, which is weird because it's not no, even that's music. That's just, a, that's just a rhythmic tempo that he's used to invoke emotion in the people watching the movie. That's absolutely, and also genius. correlated with the way that we've done. About, I mean, it's just Chris Van Nolan doing Christopher Nolan stuff, isn't it?
1: I mean, I think that's. I mean, that's absolutely amazing. I think if you were to, uh, if I'm going to summarize like what I think of the state of like how we think about the psychology of music, it's kind of a continuum where some people think it's more a hard evolutionary adaptation that we just don't understand yet. Some people who think it's a cultural innovation and adapt- and a sort of invention that we have used to connect each other and in the same way that we've done that with, with, you know, art and sports and stuff like that. Music just belongs, belongs in, in the same discussion with those. And then there's the in between gang where music evokes a fundamental primal response in us. And that response has been enhanced and has been associated with so many aspects of our, of our own lives and memories uh-huh. and other pe- other people, we've we've hijacked our own circuits in order to eat cheesecake
0: yeah i mean if we want to okay we're a science podcast and it sounds like a lot of speculation this topic it's a bit wishy-washy but we're going to give you the hard facts and i think it is wishy-washy but if i was to call it i would say it's a bit of both yeah but again i mean it is like right in the middle even though we've
1: talked about like a lot of a lot of different aspects of the theories like we're still caging ourselves in like i've seen i've read papers where you know how i talked about the language of thought and how that thought has an innate language and an innate linguistic syntax to it that means that language is fundamentally part of how we think i've seen people describe music as fundamentally part of how we how we dream and how we imagine and how we think and that there is a fundamental music to the way humans are and that's why in different cultures across the world we've seen slightly creepy simultaneous you know creations when it comes to music you know so similar scales similar i mean so much yeah. of music is made up if you learn about music theory you, so much of it is like oh uh, and in 1500 they decided that this division between the c and this f was a bit too off so everyone just moved to f and that was fine yeah. and now f is new like it's, it's just so, much it, of it it's just so to made it. up it's how I wanted it. it. changed everything. It's so much just how it's easier to write and easier to, easier to perform on different instruments. And then, yeah, you see a different part of the world where they do it completely differently. But they come up with fundamentally the same stuff.
0: I've lot got of the a question. Time. It,
1: it does feel like there's something a little deeper than maybe.
0: I've got just... a question. Yep. At the moment, At the moment of conception of a new piece of music in someone's brain, an original piece. Yes. Where does it come from?
1: I think okay so i'm one of those I'm one of those weird people who think that any artistic innovation, anyone who comes up with a new creative thought or idea is there's no such thing as original thought, and it's just putting together different pieces of of other things that you've heard stimulus, or right. understood before yeah, I don't think it's physically possible to create
0: yeah, you an spend your whole thought. life wiring your brain one way and then when you press the button to turn the voltage on, it just triggers an arc along that particular circuit <laughs> yeah. that makes you go. I- <laughs> Nah, 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 nah. I kind of nah, nah, think, nah, 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 nah. <laughs> think... I kind of think... I kind of think that's a little... I yeah, mean, I like
1: know, you do get no, artists yeah. where it's like they'll talk about how they write songs and universally there are two different ways that, that people describe writing songs. So sometimes you'll ask musicians and like, I've heard interviews with musicians and they're like, either I'll have a song that I know that's just going through my head and I'll play it over and over again in my head. This is what Dylan used to say about how he used to write songs. He'd play it over and over again in his head until the different bits of it changed and lyrics came and then suddenly by the end of the week the song in his head was different from the song that started and then that's a new song he would just change it and change it and make it his own bit by bit and that would become yeah he he would ship a theseus it right but then you get people like paul McCartney who said yeah sure that happens most of the time but then sometimes you just sit there and then fucking yesterday comes and then you can't control it and it's like you you didn't it just came immediately fully formed And like a lot of songs that people say they came to them fully formed. And I kind of, I kind of understand how, what that's, I understand what they mean by that as well. So at the same time, it's like, I think, I think that's an entirely new conversation to have about original thought and art in particular. Uh No, I just think you can talk about music as something fundamental in our brain that is, is nice and cheesecake and music as an artistic form of expression. And yeah. I think they're kind of different things to talk about. Like one of them allows for Captain Beefheart, and one of them doesn't really. You know.
0: Do you know what, what this is? You gonna Sam? Say? What this is a rant. Ah, the rant episode.
1: No, am I going to make my own Sam's music rant? Oh, but this uh, this isn't as good as my last rant. I didn't, I didn't have quite as much to say because I only did maybe twenty minutes. No, you had, had a lot. This.
0: You had a lot to say.
1: Sure, I can. I can, this, I can this is make is the it. second half of, of our,
0: This is the second half of our recording. Like.
1: All right. We yeah, started yeah, yeah. in a
0: previous meeting. Um, I, think I really like this, word. where we squeeze the science out of the noise. It's one of my favourite kind of discussions we do in this.
1: I think, there's a, I think there's a lot of room for that, and like, I, I, I don't know. I think it's like, <laughs> well, I could. I can imagine myself doing psychology. You know.
0: You're listening to The Substandard Model.